Have you been struggling in your relationship? There could be more to it than meets the eye. Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. For years, I was in a very toxic relationship, which I didn't recognize as abusive until the day I left. Let's take a look at the abusive patterns and behaviors to tear down the walls that could be holding you back from moving forward and living your best life even after abuse. Facing small fears can lead to big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. Today, we're going to be talking about the important journey of healing after narcissistic abusive relationships. I know that this is a very personal and emotional journey. And for the next 15 to 20 minutes, I'm going to be talking about the different aspects of the healing process and the significance of support and community. Before we begin, It's important to recognize that healing from a narcissistic abusive relationship, it's a very complex and layered process. It is not something that happens overnight. If you're struggling and you've been struggling for quite a bit and you still feel like you are not moving forward, let me stop you right now and tell you, you have made progress. The problem is that from where you're standing, you haven't taken the time to look back and see how far you've come. You might not be where you want to be, but you're always moving forward. If you're not going back to your abusive relationship, you're working towards something different every day. We have different struggles and we have different needs and we have different mentality as the days go by and we start changing. I want you to sit down and look back where you came from and be proud of where you are right now. You might be in the middle of your journey. You might be right after leaving. It doesn't matter, but you have done something new. You have done something different and that deserves to be recognized. I see you because I have been there and it felt like I wasn't moving at all. And I was actually making strides that I could not see, but the people around me were able to see. Don't you worry and don't you feel like you're not moving You're always moving forward as long as you don't go back into your abusive relationship. Now that that is settled, I want you to know it is not something that happens overnight. It is not linear. I can't explain it as it being just a linear process of one, two, three, because it's different for everyone. Many survivors find themselves facing a whirlwind of emotions I cried for no reason whatsoever a couple of times. One day I even called the narcissist crying and when he asked me what was wrong, I had no idea while I was crying. The next day I called my mom. Same thing. I had no idea why I was crying. I just desperately needed to cry and I couldn't hold it in. Maybe the fact that I was trying to hold it in from the people around me, from my kids seeing me, that was the moment where the body said that it needed to come out and maybe that's what happened. But just be aware, it is part of the process. After experiencing narcissistic abuse, you will face a range of not only emotional, but psychological and even physical effects. Here are some common feelings and aspects associated with healing. Number one, emotional roller coaster. Healing from narcissistic abuse can bring about intense and fluctuating emotions. You might experience anger, 
sadness, confusion, guilt, shame, anxiety, and even a sense of relief or liberation from the relationship. These emotions can come and go in waves as you're going through your whole healing process. That is normal and it is okay. Number two, you're going to be dealing with self-doubt and low self-esteem. Narcissistic abuse involves manipulation, gaslighting, and belittling, which can severely undermine your self-esteem, your self-love, and your self-worth. As a result, you will struggle with self-doubt, negative self-talk, and a diminished sense of your own value because they break you down in such a way that you won't be able to live without them. They need to put you down so they can lift themselves up because they want everybody else to believe that they are great. They need to put you down because they need your light to shine. And that's why they break you down. That's why you feel broken, lost, and confused when you leave an abusive relationship because you are a shell of the person that you used to be and you have to work with that. This is why it takes so long to heal after narcissistic abuse. This is why you need support and community. You need cheerleaders in your corner. And most of the time, and you know I'm right, we are our own worst enemy. Especially when you doubt yourself. Negative self-talk. How many times haven't you looked at yourself in the mirror and instead of being positive towards yourself, you're only looking at your imperfections, whether they're physical or not. You're negatively talking to yourself most of the time. Number three, you need to recover your identity. While the narcissist was trying to control and manipulate you, it was making it difficult for you to maintain your sense of self. Healing involves rediscovering your own authenticity and rebuild your self-confidence. This is part of the whole breakdown process. You lose yourself. Yesterday, I was DMing somebody on Instagram and she said that she was missing the relationship because she kept thinking about all the good parts of the relationship. What she didn't realize and what she was writing to me about is that she said that whenever she did everything he wanted or everything went his way, the relationship was perfect. It was when she had to talk, bring her point of view, or what she wanted to do differently, that everything went to hell. This is how you lose your identity because you don't want to fight anymore. You don't want to go against them anymore because you don't want to create a fight. You don't want to create an argument. What you do is you become who they want you to become, silent, demure. You don't answer back. Everything is fine. We'll do it your way. These are all the things that break you down because this is not you. This is you being who they want you to be. And you can only hold on to that for a little time. You will get tired. You will get broken. And that's what they do. Number four, you will need to deal with trauma responses because during the relationship, you have been in a hypervigilant state. You might even get flashbacks, nightmares, or heightened anxiety, amongst other things. These are responses that your body and your mind use as a way of coping with the past experience. And this you need to work with and you might need professional assistance to be able to manage them. Number five, isolation and trust issues. 
You might feel like you're struggling with trusting other people's because of the fact that you feel betrayed by your partner, your loved one. This can lead to more isolation that what they've put you through and make it difficult for you to form new and healthy relationships. So you have to be open to be able to create new and healthy relationships and you can't judge everybody by what they've done. If you learn to understand and recognize narcissistic abuse, learn to recognize narcissistic behavior, you will be more open to trusting people and feel less isolated. But you have to understand what you've been through during the narcissistic abuse. You need to understand what their strategies, their tactics are. You need to understand them from A to Z so you can recognize a narcissist from a mile away next time they come knocking. Number six, grieve. You're going to be grieving the loss, not only of the relationship in itself, but the idealized version of him that you had in your head. Whoever you believed him to be, that person never existed. So now you have to grieve the loss, not only of the relationship or everything that you were used to, but also that the person that you loved never existed. And that one hits very hard. Number seven. This one is super important. Reclaiming your personal power. A significant part of healing involves reclaiming your own personal power and autonomy. You have to learn to value your own needs and desires and asserting yourself in healthier ways. You've lost your personal power. You've lost who you were. You've lost yourself in this relationship and you have to be able to admit it to yourself before you can work on it. You need to reclaim your personal power, who you were, to be able to make yourself into who you want to be. Don't be defined by your relationship because that's not who you are. That was a moment in time in your life and you have to close the chapter and start a new one. And this is the chapter where you're going to rebuild yourself brighter, bigger, and better than before. But for this to happen, you have to believe it. Do you believe it? If you believe, close your eyes right now, if you're not driving, and tell yourself, I am reclaiming my personal power today. Listen to that again and say it out loud. I am reclaiming my personal power today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is that you're listening to this. Even if you're going to bed right now, Think of some way that you've lost yourself and how you're going to bring yourself back to reclaim that power that you have. It's not something that you're looking for. It's something that you have. You have to dig deep inside yourself and find it. Promise me right now that you're going to be doing this. Not me. Promise yourself because this is for you that you're going to do this before the day is done. Trusting you on that one. Let's keep going. When you leave an abusive relationship, whether it's narcissistic or any kind of person that is abusive in nature, the first thing that you're going to feel is shock and disbelief. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that this person that you thought you loved was actually manipulating and controlling you. You believe that this person was somebody else. You believe that this person thought a different way, acted a different way, and you saw them as a very different person for what you've come to know and believe once you understand where all of this that you have been living through comes from. 
then you're going to feel guilt. This is a very common reaction. Just go through it. Many question whether they did something to deserve the abuse or if they could have done something different. But let me tell you and let me be totally honest. Every time something happened, I lived it in my head over and over and over again, thinking all these things I could have said differently and all the things and all the ways I could have acted differently. But once you see where you come out of, you realize you have to understand it doesn't matter. What you said, how you said it, what you did or how you did it, the outcome was going to be the same regardless because this is them. This is not about you. This is how they would have made it look and feel for you because of who you are, because of the supply that they can get from you, and because you were so loving, big-hearted, open-hearted that they were going to manipulate you no matter what you said or what you did. This was never your fault. It was all planned. It was all for a reason, and you had nothing to do with it. You were only a participant. Remember, None of this was your fault. The aftermath of this abuse is going to leave you feeling shattered, broken. You're going to lose your self-confidence, lose your sense of self. Things are going to be on the floor. And you have been dealing with constant belittling and gaslighting to actually make you doubt your own reality, which also makes you believe that you're crazy. I know you're struggling with the fact that you know you're not crazy. Well, you're not sure if you're crazy, but the more he says it, the more it makes sense that you might be crazy and that will drive you crazy. Sound familiar? Acknowledge the fact that you've been through a difficult process and just keep moving forward. Rebuilding that self-esteem takes time and patience. When you were meant to believe that you are nothing, that you don't hold value, that you can't do anything right, that everything you do, there's an issue with it. That plays in your mind for a while. You believe these things are who you are, and you get to believe this is who you've always been. The fact of the matter is that this was never you. This is how they were programming you to be and feel during the relationship. That would make them feel better than you. They could feel that they're above you. Now you have to brainwash yourself into your own self to believe that you know who you are because of all of this mental breakdown and emotional abuse and mental abuse, it's hard for the brain to remember who you were. You can remember bits and pieces of yourself, but to remember how you felt and how you were, it's just a memory. You have to brainwash yourself into believing you are who you are. You can start acting like the way you're acting. A lot of people always say, oh, I remember I used to be so happy. I actually had a friend. It was my best friend's boyfriend at the time. And they were hanging out with me and he looked at me and said, you look so unhappy. If you could see yourself right now, I am seeing you. This is not you. I don't even recognize you anymore. You are no longer happy. He doesn't make you happy. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't see it. I didn't believe what he was saying. Did it make sense to me? No, because I thought the narcissist was making me happy because that's what I believed. You have to learn to change your beliefs and your processes. Once you're starting your healing process, you need to start rebuilding yourself from the bottom up. What's the key to healing after narcissistic abuse? Let's look at three different points today. Number one, self-discovery. Healing starts with rediscovering who you are on the outside of this 
toxic relationship. Remember, you're one person in the relationship with him. But when you're outside of the relationship, that's who you truly are. You've lost sight of your passions, of your interests, and even your own identity. You need to take time to reconnect with these things. These things that make you happy. Number two, you need to set boundaries. During the relationship, boundaries were most likely non-existent. And from my own personal experience, I would say that that is true. You need to learn how to set boundaries because this is crucial for your emotional well-being. You need to understand that saying no is a full sentence and saying no is okay. Prioritize your needs over anyone else's. Number three, healing from narcissistic abuse often requires community and support. And more than likely, the people around you either don't know or understand what you're going through. Sometimes, either way, they might not even believe you. Some might be willing to be with you all in and be there for you, but they just don't understand what you're going through. It's important that you seek help of somebody who's been there before you and somebody who understands what you're going through. If you or someone you know is seeking support, community, and resources to help in their healing journey, I want to tell you about the Rising Strong Society. This is a membership program specially designed to help women recover and rebuild their lives after an abusive relationship. The program offers mentorship, guidance. This is to help you not only heal, but also to learn from your experiences to make sure this does not happen again. I understand that everybody's journey is unique and that is how you as a founding member can help create a different experience. From masterclass videos, mindset videos, book clubs, community, and so much more, the Rising Strong Society has it all. We're going to be talking about rebuilding confidence and self-love I believe that self-confidence and self-love are definitely the foundation for a healthy and happy life. It's going to deal with breaking isolation. The community provides a safe space where you can connect with other women who have gone through the similar experiences that you have. The sense of belonging can be incredibly healing and reassuring. This is not just another program. It's creating a sisterhood of survivors to uplift each other during the healing journey. If you or someone you know is ready to take the first step towards healing, I invite you to join the community. To learn more, go to RaquelColina.com forward slash membership and sign up to join. You don't have to face this journey alone. Remember, healing is possible and together we will rise stronger. In conclusion of today's episode, remember when you're walking through a healing journey, you need to understand where you were where you are, and when you are falling. You need to understand what you went through and what it did to you so you know exactly how to fix the problem. You need people to cheer you on because sometimes we're just about to give up on ourselves and we need people to push you, to hold you accountable, and people that understand you. If you are ready to finally get some help to deal with your healing journey the way that it needs to be, Don't forget that you can go to RaquelColina.com forward slash membership to learn more about the Rising Strong Society. If you have any questions, you can always reach me on Instagram. My handle is Raquel Colina on my Facebook page, on Instagram, and also on TikTok. It has been a pleasure to talk to you today, and I will put all the links in the show notes below. Don't forget to Thank share you for this listening. episode with a friend or a loved one that might need this information. This way you will help me reach more people like you. Also sign up for the email list at RaquelColina.com forward slash email. Don't forget, 
facing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a blessed week.